0: Win something one time, and it could be a fluke. Do it twice, and people know you're for real. Win it three times, and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kalks The Skinny on Sports Report, the non-metro sportscast of the year.
1: Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kalk, and this is The Skinny on Sports Report.
0: Congratulations, Aaron. Or should we say, Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating. If you build it, he will come. It's the City
1: on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. Now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, western Oklahoma. Welcome to The Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal. It's a Tucker family beef. Wednesday, we'll have the Tucker family beef of the week coming up here. At the top of the second segment, other things going on, at least on the show prep today. I've got a fun exercise that I think everybody will really enjoy. I was looking on ESPN's website, and they did the all-time starting five of the four final four teams, and then kind of compared them and contrasted who would win, who would lose. It was an obvious blowout who would win that one. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like, oh, you think they went through it and they're like they looked at Florida. why are we even doing this they looked at florida
1: atlantic went uh this team <laughs>
2: it's like i saw that headline and i didn't click it because of that reason like, this so is be but here's very
1: yukon heavy yeah you i mean when you when you saw the teams it was like okay uh san diego state has Kawhi and yukon has the rest but anyhow it got me to thinking what would be your all-time starting five at OU and
2: OSU. Oh, that's a good one.
1: So that's what I did. So all you time. Got, you, you got a list? I've got lists, list okay. and I've got kind of a bench. I've got a bunch of stuff. So oh, you're good. All, you're I'm all not going to be able to do that on the fly. That's, starting five at OU and OSU. Yeah,
2: that seems like homework for me, but I'd love to hear what you said. Okay. And so I can get an idea. And but, I've got
1: some bench guys on both sides that got, that got left off. You can call them bench guys, you can call them guys left off. So who do you got? All-time starting five. From OU and OSU. Do I owe the women's tournament an apology? Is that what this text is about that we just got? Probably. But that's the question. Do I owe the women's? Yeah, sure enough. I knew when I saw who texted that. I already had it on I my list. i for my slow computer. To I catch already up. have it on my list. Do I owe the women's tournament an apology? Tucker Family Beef of the Week. NFL owners meetings, did you see what was proposed and kind of tabled about the scheduling for the uh, like, NFL? Like
2: flexing Thursday flexing games? Flexing some- Thursday Something games. like that, yeah. I did see that. I think
1: that's going to be – that has been tabled. Uh, but I do believe, just kind of reading some comments from different owners, two Thursday night games is going to be a huge possibility for teams why is this is are they be is the nfl become beholden to the amazon express hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit as i mentioned the beef of the week uh thunder lose the kings last night has your expectations changed so much throughout this season that now that's considered a bad loss where are the thunder in the playoff race did you hear mark dagnault after the game no Ooh, what he said! I guarantee you is not going to make people happy. Really? Yes. Hmm. Basically, if we make the play in, if we make the playoffs, so be it. But we're not going to jeopardize the development and the fu- of the future hmm. just to make the play in, which that's not making anybody happy, fan wise. That's why I ask: Have you changed? Like, does that last time when you saw the loss or? Watching the loss, where you're just like, oh my gosh, what a terrible loss. How did they lose the Hornets? Versus, can't believe they even had a chance to make the play-in. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, Giddy, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, and Isaiah Joe became the second trio in NBA history to score 30-plus apiece in an NBA game at the age of 24 or under. The trivia question for today is, What other trio did they join? And I'll leave that out there for the text line and Jared's interpretation. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to KADSAM.com. You can download the Paragon Communications app. The app has got it all. It's got radio stations. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News. Hit the website last night at midnight, thepennynews.com. So check out the free deals, or check out all the deals in the free Penny News online. Of course, you can pick up a free copy of the Penny News coming up here, um, you know, in some locations tonight. By tomorrow morning when we're on the air, you can find it everywhere. Uh, So check that out. Skinny on Sports Podcast, iTunes, k-a-d-s-a-m dot com as well question was the trivia question was josh giddy jalen williams and isaiah joe became the second trio ever in nba history under the age of 24 to score 30 in the same game 30 plus in the same game who was the first trio to do that and we have a ding 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 in ding, a, ding in franchise history no no in nba, in NBA history. history okay nba history okay and we have a winner! Ding, 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 ding! I'll tell you as I let everybody marinate. See if anybody, you know, I don't. I,
2: yeah, let let the
1: let the questions sink in. Kind of right? sink in. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jared, how are you today? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, just wonderful. How was uh, How was your evening?
2: It was good. I'm trying to think, what did I do? Not a lot. You know what I watched? What? And then I kind of thought, oh yeah, this is another good time of the year. Hockey. Yeah. Well, Watch the Edmonton Oilers take on Vegas and whip them last night. Edmonton has a pretty good team.
1: Edmonton, Connor McDavid.
2: Connor McDavid is a player. Is man. a stud. He good.
1: What did I see? He scored a. He was here. It is first player to hit 140 points since 1996.
2: I think now Vegas. I think they're leading the West standings. My hockey knowledge is not as acute this time of year as it is when the stanley cup playoffs start but they're about to they're about to that's what i was saying is this is another reason to look forward to this time of the year because they kind of run coincide with the nba playoffs at the same time and hockey you know this kind of goes my beef last week it's so much more accessible now the popularity of the sport might be a reason why because they're trying to regain the popularity of the sport but if you subscribe to espn plus you pretty much can watch any game you want
1: (laughs) here's the deal I'm glad you mentioned ESPN Plus because that ESPN Plus has taken some flack for different games being on there, especially during football or basketball season in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. I got news for you: there is not a better value in anything Agreed. than ESPN Plus. Agreed. I got really super. It's excited. like what fifty bucks a year, and you can watch. Well, it's gone up, but
2: it's, I don't even remember it, what it, it's gone. But up. you
1: can watch nearly anything you want to.
2: You can't and. Even, it's the, even though it's gone up, you can still, you, I, I can, you can watch, you know, and, and I like how they, it's not like when they do the golf, for example, okay, we'll do uh, about three or four featured groups. How about a featured hole? We'll just watch mm-hmm. this hole or the main feed. You have options. Yeah. I loved it that OU struck a deal with them and you got sooner vision on there.
1: Oh, anybody! You know, anybody me, that likes a, college a, baseball. Yeah, you can watch any college or college softball? Any, so, so, right that's now, where I was going. Po-
2: if I like, oh, OSU or OU or OSU is playing. I bet you it's on ESPN Plus, and
1: it will be. It's all over the place. They, they've of got softball,
2: everything. There's a big matchup this weekend with OU and Texas. OU you don't need o, ESPN Plus for that. It's going to be on the big ones, but yeah, ESPN Plus is good. And then they offer all that hockey. It's called um, Power Play. And it was like, what's his name, Steve Levy?
1: Yeah, I love Steve Levy. Uh, he was on, he was on
2: the call last night. <clears throat> so another reason to get a little excited about this time of year because they're coming down the stretch. I'm I'm efforting their standings. I've
1: got it right here. Vegas has 98 points leading the West.
2: Is Edmonton right behind them or a couple spots behind them?
1: Edmonton is 95. Okay. But Edmonton would be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. The divisions change up a little bit. It's hard to know. Uh, the Bruins have been the best team. In hockey, by far, all season long. They're clear to 119 points. 57, 12, and 5. But, yeah, Vegas. The the West is pretty close. 98 all the way down to 94. Dallas and Colorado at 94 points. And then the Kraken and the Jets. The Winnipeg Jets. That's always been one of my favorite kind of obscure...
2: Mascots? Mascots,
1: yeah. the, The Jets. I don't know. It just seems... It seems like the Winnipeg Jets are way cooler than the New York Jets.
2: I For like, some reason.
1: Yeah. Maybe they were in Atlanta, maybe Win- in
2: Atlanta. You didn't think about
1: Maybe just the yeah. name Winnipeg sounds yeah. cool. Uh, let's get to, uh, uh, lost last night to the Charlotte Hornet Horn- to 134 Charlotte, 5% 40% from three. To mentioned Giddy Williams second tree, 24 years guardian in a game. Three. It wasn't much of a trivia question. I, I think it'd been harder if it was a different trio to get. But uh, the other one was, as Dakota called it, the OG Big Three of Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. So the Thunder franchise is the only franchise ever to have this happen in a game, and now this it's is, happened twice.
2: It's, it's <laughs> telling you it's Thunder U 2.0. It's mirroring the upstart Thunder way back when. It just has that feeling. Go but
1: uh, OKC... Okay, Falls, 137-134 to Charlotte. They're still in the 10th spot. At the end of the day, though, this took away their mulligan because Dallas has struggled here in the the, the recent part, 3-7 and seven in their last 10. So Oklahoma City went into that game last night with a one-game advantage in the loss column plus the tiebreak in hand. And they throw that all away. Uh, just on the bottom end, now tied with Dallas at 37 and 39. They're still in the 10th spot because they do have that tiebreaker. But, you know, that Mulligan not only gets them closer to Dallas, but also it would have put them up there in a tie for eighth with New Orleans ahead of the Lakers now. If you win that game against Lowly Charlotte, how about Charlotte? Who would have ever thought that the Charlotte Hornets be the fly in the ointment in the Western Conference playoff? They swept Dallas over the weekend, now beat Oklahoma City uh, last night. So they've re- they've had they've had as much to do with the standings in the West as anybody else has, especially coming from a team that's already eliminated from the playoffs and probably going to be like the fourth worst record in the league. Well, they've almost got that cinch as the fourth most uh, worst record in the league. Uh, but if hey hey
2: Charlotte, uh, Hey, slow down there. Well, the thing is they can't (laughs) hardly
1: catch the guys below them. San Antonio with 19 wins, Charlotte now 26, but you're right. That's three more than they needed. Uh, if if you're looking at it through the lens of Oklahoma city and Dallas, is this a, it stung for sure at
2: the time, but then, you know, you take kind of look into the, uh, it, it's the growing pains, I think, of that Thunder U I spoke of earlier. There's going to be losses like this. But when you look at who didn't play for Charlotte last night, obviously SGA didn't play for the Thunder last night. It, it, looked, it felt like that. there were times when they were up like 11, up 12. Like, okay, they're going to be fine. You know, little I watched, Getty looked really good, and they'll be fine. And they had that horrible fourth quarter, able to come back from a six-point deficit at one point.
1: Yeah, they were down 10 at one point.
2: 10, ten and um, – you know, it was close there under a minute. Just didn't get the bucket to fall, but it felt. I think the it's like okay. Remember when Anthony Davis hit the shot that ultimately knocked the Thunder out of the playoffs? And at the time, I was like, "Well, hope that hope that loss doesn't bite him in the rear end." And this just kind of has that feeling. Like, let's see. You know, if they at the end of the day, if they're just you know they they follow the playoffs like man, wish I hadn't dropped that home game to Charlotte.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. You know,
2: so I guess I'm waiting for the let's like wait and see. But at the time, it stings. I guess that's my answer. It it's a stinging loss, and it's the, the first, from the Hornets.
1: Get it? And it's the first time in a while <clears throat> that you've that, that that Oklahoma City has had losses like this down the stretch of seasons mm-hmm. because they're actually in. And that's where have you changed what your expectations are for this team as the season is rolled along. I think that's only natural for fans to do, especially with considering how low the expectations were coming in. You know, this was going to be, you know, the the, the question at the beginning of the year when they make the playoffs or the play in, the question was, are we tank or just short, of, uh, sort of tank? A just burst scene. At maybe even a couple levels higher than you thought he could already, be. and then obviously that focus went to okay, let's make sure that he is and that he deserves it, and he was. Let's can he make the and I think he'll be right there, uh, in, as a right right on that on on the cusp of that, if not in that team. And so I, I think it's all about whether or not you've changed your expectations for this team, and if you have, that was a devastating loss, devastating, not only the loss. But then to hear what Mark Dagnall had to say afterwards.
2: Now, what did he say? I didn't hear. What did he, he say? He
1: essentially said that making the play in or the playoffs doesn't matter. It's They're not going to sacrifice the long-term development and the long-term goals of this reimagining or whatever Presti called it. He didn't call it a rebuild, You know, whatever that word term was in order to just make it this year and so uh, that's it's it's almost i think for a lot of people that's kind of a crushing thing to hear right because you actually start and and here is my thing it's obvious their plan is working anybody else has we're conversation because they have and and scotty on, on the text line is exactly right it it this team being this good, this young, and, and developing that young talent to the level that it did even like last night, it shows you how great Presti is at spotting those players, at the, the, the ability that can come out of young guys. Mm-hmm. To be the only franchise ever to have this happen, and now the second time it's happened with the 330-point scores that young, shows his eye for that talent. And so to we there, no matter what you think about what Degnault said, the plan is absent. Now the question is, do you tweak the plan for a push? And it's obvious. Last night, Jared Butts Poku's playing minutes. I mean, there I thought, what is going on our, here?
2: Do we want to win? <clears throat> I know he was. Well, you know, he came back from that re- recovery or that rehab stint with with the blue and all that, and he had a good stint down there. And he showed us flashes of of good stuff, but I was like, when you're run, you're playing for playoffs, playing for postseason. I don't think Poku's the answer right now.
1: Well, no, he's not. No, absolutely not. And and the problem is without Shea, without uh, Kenrich Williams, who's who's done for the year with injury, the Thunder become unbelievably thin. But you know how I you know how I can tell they didn't care about winning that game besides playing Poku? <laughs> Why? Okay, what? Poku, Robinson and Earl combined for 37 minutes. Dario Saric played three. If you're trying to win, Saric is playing more than three minutes. And then also you look at Trey Mann played 18 minutes. Andrew Wiggins played played 12. And then Jared Butler. Did you even know the Thunder had Jared Butler from Baylor?
2: Uh, no, you say yes, but... He's I, last, I mean... Yeah, I remember that they got him, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he played seven minutes last night. Do you know how many minutes he's played all year long?
2: Uh, Seven? Nine. (laughs) Nine.
1: (laughs) Yeesh. Anyway, I I can see why fans... Listen, I can see why people that have started to invest in the Thunder are upset right now. Right. And I guess the only thing you can say on the other side of it is, trust the process because... I mean, it's right. obviously working with where they've gotten to this season above I mean, it's clear they're better than even they right, yeah, because this wasn't in the don't know, they're Because this wasn't the plan to be in this race for the play in or the playoff
2: and we, and you should probably look into like and I was kind of on this one was you know what do the thunder do in, in uh before the trade deadline? you know are they buyers or sellers? Do, does their position in the standings change the plan moving forward this season and it obviously and, and, and did, it not. did not so that probably should the big writing on the wall was this is still a process whatever happens at the end of the game it happens at the end of the game win or lose whatever we win that's a bonus but i think and that's why i'm not as up in arms upset as some may be who have reinvested into the team right Because I keep going back to, well, the whole plan this season. I mean, Presti, he freaking told us in the offseason last summer, I mean, in like a three-hour press conference, that we might be tanking again even though we got this high pick. We got Chet. And, you know, I just conceded to that fact. But the winning has been nice. But the trade deadline stuff told me, like, they're not – you know, Because we've seen in the past where he would go and get – Presti would go and get somebody that's going to help him this season for a, p- a postseason push. And I don't think the plan has altered. So I actually give credit to Presty and Dagnott for staying the course, win or lose. And it just sucks that they lost. And we know they're going to win if SGA played.
1: Yeah, more than I – mean, I mean, the one thing about it is – I mean, he's he's better defender than a lot of people realize, but still giving up 55% shooting to the to the Hornets – P.J. Washington had 43. I mean, that's just that's it's kind of an effort loss, but at the same time, with what was out there, I mean the, that that Thunder team isn't a playoff team. No, it, it's good, it, it, and that's considering as as well as Williams and and Giddy, and then also Isaiah Joe was awesome, but those guys aren't. No offense, they're just not ready, and it, and. I think at the end of the day the one thing that's gonna that's gonna benefit this team, whether or not they make the play in or not, is to be in these games down the stretch for positioning that matter. I mean, they both both of those guys, Williams and Giddy, stepped up to the free throw line last night and made one out of two, which making both could have been the difference in the game. But that's not any that's not something either one of them have ever felt, that pressure In that situation of an NBA game. And so just that has to help moving forward. But my concern isn't the fans. My concern is one guy lack of quote unquote going for it, gonna make Shay mad. Because after the, you saw him uh, on Instagram about, you know, the play in, and, and there was like a cryptic. Kind of poem that he wrote, and you oh, know just how much that he was you know jazzed about getting there. I hope those comments, I hope that attitude, I hope that plan doesn't disenfranchise him mm-hmm. because with everything that the thunder looks like they have moving forward and how excited everybody is about the possibilities and, and it and it does mirror in a lot of ways, the, that first group. I mean, it's hard to it, it's it's hard to think about because what we got to see out of that first group and and the heights that they got to. It's hard to go back to that first season when it started out what three and twenty five. Yeah, but then all of a sudden you got oh this Durant guy is pretty good. Oh, uh, they just handed the ball to a rookie point guard in Westbrook that was just a crazy crazy man at first you know what this might be a pretty, like he can do something jeff green's pretty good oh you know Then they draft hard in the next year and next thing you know they go to and they're in the playoffs but it's hard to remember the doubt that you still had until up front and even after that okay one off that yeah. they make the playoffs yeah. then you know they make to the western conference finals at that point you could tell okay this is for real but there still was that doubt like there is right now mm-hmm. And, and you know, and this Thunder group doesn't even have what should be their what by draft by draft position, their best player. That's right. That's right. So it's yeah. but but I completely I, like I see both sides of this. It is the plan. The plan's working because they're in the position they're in. But also, if you're a fan and you're mad at hearing those comments from Dagnall, I don't blame you whatsoever. Because even though it hasn't been as long of a of a process as it was in Philly or a lot of other places, I mean you, the the bubble seems like forever ago, but it really wasn't. There's only been two two seasons of this, and in both you've got to see Shea. You know what I mean? So it yeah. hasn't been as awful here as a lot of other places, but I also get the sentiment of. It, the awful is done. Let's get the let's get into the play-in.
2: Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit right it, it, now. It Why seem, not? and, and yeah. that's the
1: thing. It seems so attainable too. Mm. It's not like the Thunder have to go on a six-game win streak here at the end to be able. All they got to do is beat Charlotte. Try to beat Charlotte. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're, you're essentially two games ahead of Dallas right now. They well,
2: and back to Shea. I'm not sure he's playing tonight either. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, I haven't seen. Him. But my point is, he, you know, all that, you know, he's enamored with trying to get the playoffs and Instagram posts and all that stuff. I, you know, they're not telling him, hey, slow down a little bit. This isn't part of the plan. He, he can. What I'm saying is, he can help control his own destiny. He can control the, that goal if well, he come back and play. Because, like I said, if he's playing last night, let's face it, they win. He's the difference.
1: He's listed as doubtful today. Doubtful. Which he rolled his ankle in Portland. It's not like – the one thing is that you can take take heart in. It's not like they're making this up. I mean, he rolled his ankle, and you could see him noticeably limping against Portland. Mm-hmm. Like to the point where, golly, is he going to be able to play the next – you know, that actually crosses your mind when you see what happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But tonight, I think – you want to talk about up in arms. If they lose tonight, Detroit's lost 10 in a row on the road. Hate that. Eighty-seven streaks have to end, right? <laughs> matchup, I, I hate that. The matchup predictor uh, is 87% on ESPN's website that the Thunder win this game. Detroit's only won 7 out of 36 on the road all season long. Even without Shea, this has to be a win. It has to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe that settles everybody down. Go to Indiana and win. And then, you, then what you hope is... You know, Utah suffers a loss or two and kind of drops them out of it. Maybe they don't play everybody. Memphis is the last game at home um, for the Thunder. You hope they have the two seed locked up, so maybe they don't play. Any, you know what I'm saying? Even even those tougher games that, that the ones that look tough on the schedule coming up, you might get breaks in in that those teams won't be at full strength when you actually have to play those games. Yeah. Uh, but last night, I mean, it, it just doesn't it feel a little bit like. That's what, and you said it earlier, it, it feels to me like that's the game that when this is all said and done, you're going to look back and go, Gah, that Hornets loss was the one, man. Just as you said with the an Anthony Davis shot that year. Yeah, that was the one. But it doesn't seem like they care. We'll be back. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.
0: Hey heaven no it's the skinny on sports
1: welcome back skinny on sports 98.1 fm the sports animal it's a tucker family beef wednesday coming up next is our tucker family beef of the week don't forget the last segment I have made, I uh, saw on, ESPN, on ESPN's website, they did the all-time starting fives of the four final four teams. So my question to you is, who are your all-time starting fives at OU or OSU? It's a good question. Put those together That's if you want one. to. Shoot us a text, 225 I did my best. We might, i just say, we might kind of, kind of broach this subject today and then really talk about it tomorrow depending on the time. You know, you know yeah. where where we get to on the time wise, or we might just skip the NFL stuff after we do the Tucker family beef and and fire through these. Yeah, you know, it is March. I know Jeremy can't wait for me to have to apologize about the women's tournament. He's he's sitting on the edge of his seat with the numbers that uh, I saw, and then he he texted us as well. It's pretty amazing uh, when, when you look at some of the TV ratings. Yeah, uh, comparing a couple of different things uh, here over the weekend, uh, but put those together. Your all time starting fives at OU and OSU. Um, as an homage to that article on ESPN's website. Okay, uh, also programming note, tomorrow, right at this time, tomorrow we will have the head baseball coach of the Big Elks. Jay McClure will be with us at 930, and we'll talk about Big Elk baseball. Big weekend coming up. Uh, And then, of course, uh, the following Monday and Tuesday is when the, the district really gets serious. You look at the standings right now in 4A District 4, you got four teams undefeated. You got three teams that haven't won a game. Oh wow! Elk City, Clinton, Kingfisher, and I. Well, I assume Kingfisher beat Woodward last night. If that was the case, here I'll look it up. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. Yes, you got. You've got four teams at six and zero. Three teams at zero and eight. Starting next week, Elk City, Weatherford, Clinton, Kingfisher, they all start playing each other. So the district standings will start to kind of become a little bit more clear as to where that's going to be, who gets to host regionals and that kind of thing.
2: Hey, uh, did you plan on having Coach in here on opening day? Of I, didn't Major even, I didn't even think about it, I love but, that. It, but I mean, it has get, worked perfect. Get his uh, preview.
1: Nobody wants to hear about the Yankees. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's a big Yankees fan? Yes. Okay, never mind. Yeah, we, <laughs> we won't, won't even we – we'll
1: just We'll just hope he doesn't know it's yeah, Let's hope he day.
2: forgets it's opening day. He has bigger things to worry about.
1: Yeah, he'll be here uh, 1030 tomorrow. <laughs> All a- right, Jared. Another
2: real quick thing while we're on the baseball topic, I want to give a shout-out to my old high school baseball coach, Kelly Gaunt. Got eight hundred his 800th win, career win, as a head baseball coach over at Clinton. Dang. Uh, just had this a couple days ago. So, shout-out to Coach Gaunt
1: awesome. He's been there for, doing a heck of a job for a long, a long time.
2: time. Doing a good job.
1: Very good. Very, very good. Um, Tucker Family Beef, Jared. I know you've You've had this eat dining experience with Tucker Family Beef. Of course, as I have. have I. I just Mm-mm. had some in a Mexican casserole last night. Oh, no, got some teed up tonight with the uh, kind of the the chicken fried steak option. We're gonna make a, a, kind of a beef broccoli beef and broccoli dish with some lemon, some garlic, some soy sauce, Sounds kind of good. That, that kind of thing. Probably maybe thinking about putting that over rice. But Tucker Family Beef, it is locally born, it's locally raised, it's locally fed, and it's locally processed and it is prime beef. What is prime beef, you ask? Well, it's just the top of the top. When you get it, when the USDA grades it out, it's the, the the best you can buy, prime beef. There's three options to purchase. You can do individual cuts, which is just you know buy a steak, buy some hamburger, hamburger meat, buy some uh, a roast or brisket or what have you. There's bundles that have some different options uh, within those bundles of different cuts. Or you can buy it by bulk. You, you can bulk buy the beef by a quarter, half, or whole. You know, he's got some uh, spots open uh, for April and then into May as well. So, you know, for sure by Memorial Day, you can have – tucker family beef in your freezer you're not going to get a better deal for better for for better quality of beef it's just not going to happen if you don't believe me you can check out uh everything that monty and and everybody's got out there uh tucker family beef's facebook page or tuckerfamilybeef.com you can shop through uh, that website at tuckerfamilybeef.com it's uh it's an awesome awesome eating experience i promise you you will not be disappointed uh, if you try that out and, and you'll be hooked and you'll be a customer for life. As soon as you try it one single time, Tucker family beef, Monty Tucker, give him a call. 580-374-5444. Okay. You better go first, Jared, because oh. when I do my Tucker family beef, this might be the last time I talk on the radio. So go ahead. Why don't you go?
2: Oh, wow. Getting a little controversial there. Um, I'm going to go to, uh, with basketball. It is basketball season. Um, I, It kind of goes back to the uh, lack of fans at OU game. Kind of in the same vein, but different angle. I've seen people, and I saw some people in defense of this, um, for what I'm about to say, and I agree with it. People complaining about the quality of college basketball, what they've seen over March Madness. And people are like, what do you expect? It's not the NBA. And I looked up these numbers. You know how many? What percentage of D1 players actually go pro?
1: Not very high.
2: D, 2%. <clears throat> as of, um, I got this from exactsports.com, which just breaks it down. This is as of February 15th. 2% of D1 college basketball players actually go to the NBA. Or I just put in go pro. Now you can.
1: Overseas, NBA. Yeah, G but League, I'm anything. just
2: going with whatever. 2%. So, I guess what I'm saying is, if you tune into March Madness expecting NBA Finals quality basketball or NBA quality basketball overall, you're not going to get it. You're going to get college basketball. What I'm saying is, expect to watch what you expect to watch. Don't expect to watch the pros playing in (laughs) March. Does that make sense? So, quit complaining about it. That's my beef. Just quit complaining about quality when... I mean, this is a perfect analogy, you know, Tucker family beef. If you're not get, you pay for the quality of beef, right? All right. If you're paying for, I don't know, some roadside truck stop steak, that's what you're going to get. Right? So you want prime beef. You want to watch prime basketball. Watch the NBA. But you're going to get what you're going to get when you're watching college basketball. So quit complaining about it. That's all I'm saying. That's
1: I wonder, my view. I wonder how much that the nil and it and it people feeling like these guys are more professional. Yeah, I can see that. like oh, this, how much that affects this guy that guy got thought.
2: this nil deal. He should be playing at that two million dollar level or whatever it You see, know. Bronny.
1: bronny like seven point three million. Oh, I don't doubt it. Bronny and James it has
2: nothing to do with his ability. <clears>
1: he <throat> well, He's pretty good. Well, I understand that. The, but it's, uh, no, I mean but at his his the name, McDonald's his game,
2: Dad wasn't.
1: Oh, sure. but That gets him the money, but he was actually – Right. I, I've been one of those that's been thinking, really? He's sure. pretty good. Yeah. Almost looks like, at, at least at this time in their careers, I think he, he might be able to shoot it better than LeBron could. Remember watching him clang him around and, and when he was on in high school?
2: Yeah, I'm, I remember. He wasn't remember, the greatest shooter at, yeah.
1: by any stretch. His son might be actually a better shooter than him. Anyhow. Uh, do you know what this is? Do you know what March is designated as?
2: March Madness? I don't
1: know. National Women's Month. Oh, okay. I saw something on Sunday that was pretty irritating. And that irritation grew on Monday.
2: I think I know where you're going with this.
1: So on Sunday, ESPN saluted Leah Thomas. A guy. A dude that swims with the chicks... And we, I've talked about this a couple of different times and how absurd that is and how ridiculous that is and how quit pretending that this is helping in sports. Stop it. You're ruining women's sports by letting some dude that's not good enough. But, that, you know, but that's just like in the sports world, right? And it's frustrating and it makes you mad. But it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen about it. And, you know, we're going to talk about the women's tournament ratings coming up here in just a little bit. What's going to happen when, when this phenomenon gets into that? Is that what it takes to quit? When some dude is out there just humiliating girls on the basketball court and dunking it in their face? Is that when we're going to finally decide, you know what, this is ridiculous? So you know that that's happening on on Sunday,
2: and it's coming too, right? Oh, you know it's, it's coming. coming.
1: You know it's coming, and so that's happening. And then Monday happens, and Monday happens in Nashville, Tennessee, with one of these people that was not told the truth, and it festers in to little kids getting murdered. Okay that's why this that's why i harp on how ridiculous it is to because sports aren't real life but they can be a mirror image of real life and because nobody would tell that girl the truth we end up with with, with what happened on monday and it's sad and it's infuriating and it's an attack on people who believe in God. Point blank, that's the truth. And then, of course, you hear the fallout of what's happening. At what point are we going to quit worrying about sending money overseas? You know, have you seen this number yet? It takes $4.8 billion, is the survey, to have one security guard at every school in America. And anybody that says that won't work, is lying because the shooter this time admitted that they went to where they went to because there wasn't guarded.
2: Mm, I didn't see that
1: in the yes in the writings. The, she cased the joints, and was wanting to go to a different place, but went. You know what? Nope, that's guarded. I'm going to go to this other one. Four point eight billion is all it takes to do a better job securing the most important thing in all of our lives. Maybe, maybe maybe back out that 4.8 million of the 150 billion these idiots have sent to Ukraine and protect our students. But the point is, the more that we sit here in sports and allow this ridiculousness of men playing with women, the more it starts to seep down into our real lives. And we saw... Exactly what that creates, unfortunately, on Monday. And it makes everybody sick to their stomach that actually has a heart. And it's not just after some sort of political power and, and, and I, I told you so crap. It's a pretty small investment to take care of your kids. And it's an easy investment to quit pretending that it's okay for these dudes to play with the girls. Stop it stop it right now and let's move on and just just stop it's ridiculous
2: also maybe stop trying to defund the police because kudos to the national or the nashville police department because it could have been a lot worse their response if you haven't seen that body cam footage that is how you do
1: it that that is why
2: police are valued in communities.
1: those dudes sprinted to the sound of gunshots yes We'll be back. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580 515 4477.
2: The Skinny on Sports.
1: Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. I mentioned uh, Monty and Danielle and Tommy and everybody out at Tucker Family Beef, locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime beef. I'm serious. Do yourself a favor and go to TuckerFamilyBeef.com and just look at what they've got. And if you'll start, you start, you could if you'll start with an individual cut and just buy a steak, buy a roast, buy a brisket, whatever it may be, you'll start there and by the time you're all said and done, you'll be down here buying it by the bulk like we do at our house with the halves, the wholes, the quarters, because it's just, it's an unbelievable dining experience and you get high quality locally sourced prime beef at a price that you cannot touch in the store, not even close. You just cannot you can't do it once you start buying it by the bulk. It's awesome stuff. Uh, it's uh, Monty at TuckerFamilyBeef.com is the website. they got a Facebook page. Or you can call him 580-374-5444. We've got some uh, response here, Jared, to the all-time starting fives at OU and OSU. You said you kind of threw one together. So let's start with osu
2: osu okay
1: osu kind of give me an idea I, I so put so without them in,
2: even thinking about positions i put them in anything, kind of positions but, that, but i just kind of went it also it kind of the went top that five that came to my head okay so i went with uh, big country bryant reeves I went with desmond mason tony allen john lucas and a guy that's always stood out to me because he always seemed like he was a thorn in ou side and people go, why'd you put him on there? Just because he, every time I heard this guy, he made me shudder a little bit. It's like, oh, we got to play this guy again. Jameson Curry. That guy was, yeah. he was kind of a decent player. Uh, some re- I mean, I'm not ready to put Marcus Smart there. just I mean, I maybe put him out as a reserve. Uh, Joey Graham, and because the name is the coolest name in OSU basketball history, Dickie Nutt. I just wanted to say <laughs> Dickie Nutt on air because that's actually his name.
1: You know, interesting, and you
2: know Eddie played for him. Um, um, Bill Self played for him. I I don't know if I'm ready to put them there just because they're really, really good coaches. Were they just as good players as they were good coaches? Maybe Bill, but um, so those are ones that kind of stood out to me. But those first five, I mean, those you know, Bryant Reeves got me to Final Four. Obviously, John Lucas did. Did Mason? Hmm. Uh, but they had a great career, and you could also probably throw Doug Gottlieb in there. I just don't like the guy on air, but he was a good ball player.
1: You know, interesting that n- nobody has put a certain name on here for the OSU side that I thought would get love just because of how recent it was. Kate Cunningham.
2: Well, it's the same reason I left. Kind, of, I was kind of about Marcus Smart. Right. Like, they're still playing. they you know, in, I mean, Marcus Smart's been a nice pro. Yeah. Um, will Cade Cunningham be a good pro? I don't know and he was a one-and-done guy, it's the same reason I didn't put a certain somebody for OU in my starting five. Yeah, I didn't
1: five. either. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, my OSU starting five, I went Gottlieb at point. Another name that nobody else has mentioned, <clears throat> and maybe it's just I put him on here for one game for sure, but Randy Rutherford as a shooting guard, he put 45 on Kansas in Fog Allen on a day where big country didn't score or maybe didn't make a basket. So I got Randy Rutherford at the shooting guard, Desmond Mason, small forward, uh, Byron Houston at the power forward, and Big Country is the center. Some other names: Glendon Alexander. You mentioned Market Smart, Tony Allen, John Lucas, and then Kate Cunningham. Uh, kind of some, and, and there's plenty more uh, to go around uh, for OSU. I think it's an interesting choice of if you want to name a coach for OSU. Do you go with Eddie or do you go with Hank Iba?
2: Well, one you got the Gallagher Iba arena, <laughs> but Eddie that's a good one. that's a real good one. I'd have to weigh it down, weigh it like final fours versus title percentage and yeah. titles and conference titles and you know then the off the court stuff Eddie dealt with a lot of off the court stuff namely the the ten. And and right. guiding his team through that debacle that not debacle that tragedy, uh, and and still getting through the season, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question.
1: Another name on the text line, Richard Dumas. I remember him. Uh, and John Starks. What about John Starks? Yeah, John Starks was good. I, I think a lot of the John Starks come as a Nick. It's hard to remember him as at OSU you know yeah but anyway yeah uh so uh what do you got for ou
2: um a lot of recent and you could tell i from when i grew up and you know heavy on the 90s um well blake griffin buddy healed uh, wayman you gotta put wayman tisdale um hollis price and this was he was like very close to not being my five but man i was so enamored in and, and infatuated with Eduardo Nahara because of how he played. And he kind of set the tone with what a Coach Kelvin Sampson team was going to be moving forward at OU. The toughness, the hustle, um, all that. So um, that's why I put him there. Um, Alvin Adams, a reserve. Mookie Blaylock. Ryan Miner. um, Now, Trey Young, I put him as a reserve. He's one of those one – you know, if he was there – just two more – or one more season. Just for two seasons, he might have – he'd be breaking a lot of records. And a, another guy, kind of an off-the-cuff guy, I thought he was a big reason they had real uh, a lot of success, was that 01-02 season, Aaron Ace McGee. He was a, one of my favorites too. How about you?
1: It hurt my heart not to put Hollis Price. He was one of my favorite players ever for OU. But I just couldn't do it. In your five or anything? In my top five? Gotcha. I couldn't do it. I had Mookie there. Buddy Hill shooting guard. I have Ryan Miner at small forward. That is a probably a uh, heart pick, as much as anything. But that dude, I mean, being from where he was from, and being as good as, especially that junior year where he was Big Twelve Player of the Year. They were upset in the tournament by Fran Schilla What was that? What was that little team? They were green and white. Is it Niagara? Is that who beat them? Ryan's I,
2: I, God, I can't remember. I can't remember either.
1: Fran was the coach. Anyway. Uh then Wayman and Blake Griffin. You mentioned Alvin. Another name a bunch of people have and and it's hard to argue, Stacy King. Yes. The eighty eight run. You know, in, in those teams. He was unbelievable. He was cool before Cool was there. Uh, you mentioned Trey. Jeff Webster, you remember him? No. Jeff Webster was a really good player uh, back in the kind of the end of Billy. Skeeter, the Skeeter Meter, just because of that's a cool nickname, Skeeter Henry. There's been tons, of uh, I see Harvey Grant on the list uh, from Sam. That's a really – I mean, obviously, um, he was a fantastic player at OU. Uh, some other names, let's see, Terry Evans has made one of the lists here on the text line. That's a good one. Coach. At OU,
2: well, you know, there's Billy Ball, um, Billy Tubbs. I mean, he—I he, just said it. He created something that no one's ever seen. Billy Ball, that up and down, maybe over kind, maybe it was happening at the same time over there at Arkansas. Um, and then um, Kelvin Sampson. I mean, can you name anyone else that has done as much as those two have done, or had, or have, or did? And Kruger got him to a final four. and Kind of righted the ship and now we'll see where it's going now now that he's retired, but
1: I mean as much as I love Calvin, come on. You want to play Billy Paul. That's of simple, course, right? Of course. <laughs> I mean, if you if you put together this team, you're like, "Hey, uh, you guys want to you guys you guys want to sit down there with the with the contraption over the rim. And just shoot and watch it miss, and have to beat each other up for a rebound, like Kelvin would make you do. Or do you want to run up and down, and score 150? I think the choice is easy. Of course, State yeah. Billy Ball, yeah. Billy Ball all day long. Um, do you
2: think when when Billy Tubbs was done, there is that? Oh no, it's over. The run's over, and then here comes Kelvin Sampson, and he puts his brand on it. And and at the end of the day, they just kept winning.
1: Yeah, people were mad little, at Kelvin for a while.
2: For a little bit when he first started.
1: And it wasn't because of lack of success. Although the tournament, that's the one thing about Kelvin, you you forget there at first. You know, he went through a streak, what, four or five years straight where he didn't get out of the first round, and then all of a sudden the upset of Arizona as the, as literally a 13 seed as an at-large, the last team in the tournament. And that's where, you know, Nahara comes in uh, to, to focus – Gosh, was that against Kentucky or was it Michigan State, where he just got laid out on that screen in the, in the Sweet leave. Sixteen?
2: Yeah,
1: was At, it Kentucky they played?
2: They upset him, whoever it was. No,
1: no, no, no. They got beat in they the Sweet beat. Sixteen. Was the, the game the, where the he game got they, laid out and, and that's and when he they left got beat. The
2: Court and he came back. Yeah, that's the game were applauding they lost. His toughness. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Because they beat they beat uh, Arizona. They upset Arizona in round one, and they then they beat. Uh, uh Charlotte UNC Charlotte in round 2 and then I think it, I think they played Kentucky the next game in the first, in sweet 16 he got beat but that was when you know Kelvin got that uh, that stench off of him of not being able to win first round games in the tournament and the next thing you know a couple years later they're in the final four um but that's that's when the country knew about Nahara it's yeah. taking that screen in that loss and, like, knocking his tooth out and knocking him out. I mean, like, nowadays he would have never got to play again. No. <laughs> He'd have been done no. for that game for sure Um, that year. But uh, I think it's interesting because at both schools, it tells you that they've had some really, really good players, really good teams uh, throughout the years to be able to put that level of talent as you're, as your starting five. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it can go up against – you know, Kansas or Duke or North Carolina or somebody like that. But when you start kind of picking and choosing guys off of all the teams throughout the years, you know, you're know, you talking about some some animals on both sides that can really, really, really play. And you start to realize why, especially in that run in the mid-'90s through the first few years of the new millennium when it was Eddie and Kelvin battling back and forth. Now you, now you start to understand – Looking at the teams that a lot of us made, a bunch of those teams were filled with those guys that were in those battles over and over and, and lots of success. Oh, those were the days, Jared. Oh, those were the days.
2: Here's a fun OU fact. Do you know who OU's second men's basketball coach was? No. From 1909 to 1921, had a 68% winning – or a 68% Winning percentage?
1: Is it somebody you know of? Have you heard this name?
2: Oh yeah, there's a certain famous place on the campus named Lloyd Noble. It would be Benny Owen.
1: Oh really? He coached basketball. He he did did double
2: duties there. He was doing football and basketball. Coach from 1909 to 1921. Won 152 games. No, I'm sorry, 104 games. Coach 152 games. Never knew that.
1: Ah, uh, I hate looking at Twitter sometimes.
2: Yeah, careful.
1: Looks like we're about to have some more bad news back to what I was talking about.
2: Oh, dear. Earlier. Anyhow. Wow. It's already 203.
1: It is ten oh All right. Thank you to Monty. Thank you to uh, Tucker Family Beef uh, on a Wednesday. You always love it. Love talking about the T- Tucker Family Beef. Yes. Tomorrow, don't forget, Jay McClure, 9.30, talk big up baseball. 14-2 so far this year, an undefeated 6-0 in District 4, Class 4A. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. It's been the Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal.
0: You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
2: That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye.
0: Win something one time, and it could be a fluke. Do it twice, and people know you're for real. Win it three times, and we use the word dynasty. And if you win something a fourth time, now we're talking about total dominance. For the fourth time, the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters has named Aaron Kauks the Skinny on Sports Report the non-metro sportscast of the year.
1: Good afternoon, Western Oklahoma. I'm Aaron Kauk, and this is the Skinny on Sports Report.
0: Congratulations, Aaron, or should we say Mr. Four-Timer. Now keep on dominating.